First City Focus is supported in part by Good Samaritan, a regional health care center offering a variety of services from primary care to same-day joint replacement surgery and more. Good Samaritan, online at gshvin.org. Duke Energy, powering the lives of its customers and communities, online at dukeenergy.com. And by Vincent's PBS members. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to First City Focus. I'm your host, Nicole Carey. On this episode, the Pantheon in Vincennes is closing in on its second year open to the public. We'll find out how the Business and Innovation Theater is benefiting the local community. Join us on a trip to the French Lick West Baden Resort, where a piece of history has recently been rediscovered. And September, which is National Suicide Prevention Month, is just around the corner. We'll find out about a special walk that's being planned in Knox County. We'll have these stories and more right now on First City Focus. After undergoing major restoration and renovation efforts, the historic Pantheon Business and Innovation Theater has been open to the public for two years now. This co-working and entrepreneurial center offers resources and services to those looking for a work environment, as well as fostering collaborative efforts for the good of the community. Joining me now is the Pantheon Operations Manager, Carrie Lane. So you recently just came on as the Operations Manager at the Pantheon. Uh, what drew you to the Pantheon in this position? Um, I think what I was really excited about was just the opportunity to take everything I've done in my background with helping people and bring that to the Pantheon. Um, just being able to be in there and be that support person that can hook all of these, these small business owners up with the resources they need to make their businesses be even more successful. Okay, yeah. And the Pantheon is really a unique place uh, to set up a workspace. Uh, explain the different function, functions that are available there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the main things we do, obviously, is our co-working space. So essentially what that is, is if you're just somebody that needs an office space and um, maybe you work from home or maybe you're a remote worker, you're traveling, you're a student, um, you own your own business and you just need a space um, to come and work, be around other people. Um, it's a membership based, you get a membership and you come into the office and work with everybody just like you would in a regular office setting. And it is available now 24-7, correct? Absolutely, yep. When you're a member, um, you get 24-7 access to the building. Um, we have a full kitchen, we have a fully stocked coffee bar, um, copying, printing services, everything you would need in a traditional office setting. Okay, and you're also a member of the Indiana Coworking Passport Program for those who might travel. Yep, absolutely. So if you're coming in from out of town and you're a member at another co-working center and you're going to be in town for a few days, then you're welcome to use that membership at our space as well. And that means that members can also use that in other co-working spaces across the state. Yeah, as long as they're uh, one of those partners. Yep. yep. That's great. Um, I know Purdue University plays a key role in supporting the Pantheon. How is that relationship with Purdue? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got a couple of different things going on with Purdue. Um, one of the big ones that we have is our entrepreneur in residence, which is uh, Dr. Jason Sahlstrom. So he is a part of the team um, over at Purdue Foundry at Purdue at Westgate. And he essentially meets with people one-on-one -on -one and provides all of his um, business experience um, kind of in a mentorship type of role 
to give them input and advice on really how to take their business to the next level or get it off the ground. Okay, great. Um, and I know there are several different community engagement activities that Pantheon hosts on a regular basis. What are some of those uh, opportunities for the public to take advantage of? Yeah, so we've got a couple of different groups that meet on a monthly basis. Um, we have our community camera club. So if you're anybody that's interested in photography, um, we've got our design and donuts. So um, you get to come and meet with people who are graphic designers, um, that sort of thing. And then we also have our crafters and coffee, which is just a really large group, uh, people from all different backgrounds. These are all free, open to the public. You don't have to be a member. You don't have to register, just show up. And it's a great way to just meet other people, talk about your business ideas and just network. Um, and also the Indiana Small Business Development Center is also uh, hosted there once a month. Yeah, absolutely. So that is a partnership we have, um, kind of one of our small business startup services. So we have um, Julie Foles comes once a month and meets with people. And again, kind of just works as a business advisor. Mm -hmm. She helps them um, get their, you know, develop a business plan and lets them know, um, you know, what steps they need to take to be able to get their business running. Yeah. What do you think these programs really offer the community here? I mean, I think it's, I think what we are offering to our community is, is a gold mine because um, what we're doing is very unique. You know, there's nothing else like this in Knox County or even any of the surrounding counties. You would have to go as far as Evansville or Bloomington to be able to access these services. So what we're really doing is providing these services to these small business owners. I just met with somebody today who has owned a business for 11 years mm -hmm. and is looking to just continue to grow and build her business. So, you know, what we're doing is really in turn helping just put even more back into the economy here in Knox County. That's great. Um, and also, we've got services for the youth. I know uh, recently the Pantheon hosted a STEM camp. Yeah. Uh, how'd that go? Absolutely. It's it's great. We had, um, we set uh, 25, um, you know, maximum number of applicants or registrants, and we had all 25 of those spots filled. Um, the kids had a great time. Um, Craig Battles is an amazing teacher, and um, it was just, it was very good. It was a good activity. Okay, great. Now, being located on historic Main Street, now that you've, you've got your, your, your feet on the ground in the position, how do you feel the location just helps that sense of community um, as far as the Pantheon is concerned? I think being right in the heart of downtown Vincennes is crucial. I think, um, I think that really adds a lot because we are a historic site. We get a lot of people, a lot of foot traffic, people traveling through, mm -hmm. just checking out all of the historic buildings. Um, and then when people do come in, you know, say they're um, traveling for work and they're working at our office, we have so many other small businesses right there on Main Street that we can refer people to. So again, just putting all of that back mm -hmm. into the economy here. Okay. And I know, uh, of course, agriculture is, is key to a lot of hearts in the county. Mm -hmm. um, and you're also going to host a field day for Ag Sprayer Drone Technology Yeah, that's in coming up. Yep, coming up on August 23rd. So that is going to be out at the Purdue Ag Tech Center. Mm -hmm. So um, that is free to attend. You do need to register for that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be kind of just a demonstration day um, targeting, you know, farms and, and things just to kind of give them an idea of how these um, drones can really kind of up their game in their farming business. Okay. All right. So always working on, on hosting the next great thing for the community. Uh, we appreciate everything you're doing at the Pantheon. Thank you. To learn more about the Pantheon, visit our website, vincentspbs.org.
It's a southern Indiana destination that many flock to for sightseeing and entertainment. The French Lick and West Baden Resort offers visitors the chance to step back in time. And recently, a crew has uncovered a hidden gem that's now giving the community another glimpse into the past. News director Shalina Barker and photojournalist Paige Easley give us an up-close look at how the resort is working to bring this piece of history back to life. Justin Harris is the director of facilities at the French Lick Resort in Orange County. As part of his job, Harris oversees the maintenance of all of the buildings, including the French Lick Resort and Casino, as well as the West Baden Springs Hotel. You know, we, we've got multiple projects going on in this area. So we had the drainage project. Uh, we're also working on the restoration of the bowling and billiard pavilion in the Sunken Gardens area. And we needed some soil for that. To help with this project, crews started digging up soil when they found something unusual underneath. The remnants of an old pathway. Curious, Harris went up the chain of command for permission to keep digging. Chuck Franz is the vice president of French Lick Resort's parent company, Cook Group. After hitting that, Justin came to me and said, we've hit this, what do you think it is? Took him to my office, showed him historic aerials, and turned him loose and said, if you'd like to uncover it, go for it. Not knowing ever that they'd hit what they hit. What they hit was the old Neptune Spring which was built in 1892. A spring is a place where water moving underground finds an opening to the surface, sometimes in a continuous flow. In early times, they were sometimes the only source of fresh water a community had. In the, in the early days, this was a location where buffalo, deer, um, a lot of wildlife would gather and they would lick the minerals from the, the ground, specifically out of the water. And um, it became a it became known as a place for good hunting grounds, and so the Native Americans would, would be in this area. Um, eventually, there was a, a, a fort, a munitions dump here. Um, so people have been coming to this area because of the mineral water. The spring was one of four mineral springs on the West Baden Hotel property. People from around the country flocked to the area for its medicinal properties. Old photographs show a 30-foot-tall wooden structure surrounded the spring, which was topped off by a dome giving travelers to the area a nice spot to stop and visit. It's just been a, a hot spot for people and animals for a, lo a long time. And that's what attracted people into this area. Originally, um, when Indiana became a state, this portion of Orange County was the only portion of Orange County that wasn't sold at, at public auction, surveyed off and sold. And that's because the federal government wanted to, to mine the minerals from this area. The Neptune Spring was no longer in use by the 1910s. Most of the other springs on the property were capped, but to Harris's surprise, this spring is still active. When we pulled the concrete out of the spring, um, that was the path of least resistance. So it, it actually restored the flows back to the spring in the original location, which is really cool. It's the only active original spring to the West Baden property. While Harris and his team hope they're able to restore the spring to its former glory, they have another issue to deal with. That's figuring out how the initial spring was able to drain. I don't know how they did it, but um, the original Sprudel House was an area that, that our guests could come to and sample the waters from all of the springs. So that water had to get pumped into that area, you know, to, into the Sprudel House for the sampling. Um, and I don't know if they also pumped 
um, we, we found a, a four inch clay tile that exited that basin. Um, I, I don't know how it worked yet. Um, the, it, it doesn't currently work, but when we um, took some elevations, it, it doesn't want to flow by gravity into the creek. He's also trying to figure out how to go about restoring the spring while keeping the history intact. Harris, who is also a licensed engineer, is currently working on the problem. The people back in the 1800s were um, craftsmen, and they did a lot of work um, that is very difficult for us to, to replicate without um, getting too much technology involved. And then, you know, you kind of lose the historic nature of, of what it was and um, the cost of doing that would be significant. Harris says right now crews are working on this project while juggling several others, which is why there is no set timeline for when this project could be complete. He does say complete restoration of the spring would probably cost tens of thousands of dollars, while Harris and others say they don't quite know what the future holds for the spring. Being a part of uncovering history has been a great feeling. It's really a wonderful thing to be involved in this and to see part of history come, come back to life. Um, I absolutely love the history of this area. I'm a native of French Lick. I've grown up on these grounds and all of the various states that it's been in until the restoration. And, you know, knowing of things but not knowing what remains um, is, you know, that, that was my childhood. Now I get to be a part of actually discovering, rediscovering what was here 100 years ago. You're a part of history. There's not a lot of things that go back that far. So it's just really cool to be able to come down and work on a project that is the resort, number one, and try to revitalize it, bring back the history for all of our guests that are coming here. It's just, it's, it's just really cool. For folks at the West Baden Springs Hotel, this discovery has breathed new interest in the area's past with hopes to further unveil what lies beneath. Reporting for First City Focus, I'm Shalina Barker. Historical pictures and other documents have led crews to believe there is more hidden underneath the soil of the West Baden Springs Hotel grounds. At one point, the grounds also housed a bicycle track and a baseball field where Major League Baseball teams, like the Cubs, came to practice during spring training. To learn more about the French Lick Resort and the Neptune Spring, visit our website, vincentspbs.org. September is National Suicide Prevention Month and the annual Knox County Suicide Prevention Walk is being organized to help raise awareness. Kathy Evans and Cher Wehrman are two of the event organizers and they join me now with the details. Thanks ladies for being here. BU Counseling Center along with the Samaritan Center and Mental Health America have hosted this event for past number of years, uh, but I understand there are more parties coming to help organize this event. This year, um, Children and Family Services is also joining us, as well as um, the Clubhouse, which is here in town that has just opened in the last mm -hmm. couple of years. They're, they're joining our uh, team and have been on the planning committee, and it's been really nice to spread the, spread the wealth around of, <laughs> of helping with the event and Absolutely. doing that. So, That's yeah. right. So how did the event first get started? Well, initially the Samaritan Center really took the lead on starting mm -hmm. um, the, the, and they've done different formats. They've done runs, they've done walks. Mm -hmm. And last year we uh, decided to go to a walk, a walk only format. Mm -hmm. um, after, I think with COVID, right. we had a year 
Yeah, we wanted to do something, but we really weren't sure what would be best, and um, we, we didn't think a 5K with still so much COVID around was probably the right thing. So the walk at VU's track was definitely the best solution so we could ensure we started it again. Okay, mm -hmm. so what's on tap for this year's event? What can, what can participants expect? Well, they can expect that they can come and choose their walk, mm -hmm. which is one of the other reasons I like the walk format mm -hmm. is we have so many different people with different abilities. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can walk a mile, you can choose two miles, three miles, five miles, so you get to decide mm -hmm. how much you want to walk. Um, along with that, we will have um, a speaker who mm -hmm. will share their own experience, mm -hmm. as well as a memorial flag garden. Mm -hmm. We'll have a bead event, which is they kind of choose different beads connected to um, um, where, where they are in terms of their relationship to, mm -hmm. for lack of a better mm -hmm. word, to suicide, whether they're mm -hmm. a friend of a survivor or whether a family member has died um, by suicide. And so uh, the purpose of that is really just to help them reflect and to give them some support, mm -hmm. um, as well as various vendors that are going to be joining us to talk about their Right, right. Of course, Samaritan Center will be there and provide information about all of services available because we do have several new programs and different ways that you can receive services, um, as well as our clubhouse organization, which is a great program. Mm -hmm. um, they participated last year and um, they actually had a, a member who passed away recently due to suicide. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it is very touching for them and it's a way that they can continue to help one another in a crisis um, as well as help our community and um, the Knox County Sheriff's Office also has a representative that's been helping a little with the planning and will be mm -hmm. there the day of the event um, they understand um, by going on their calls they understand very well how mental health plays a big part oh, in um, our community and getting help for those as well. So we're very thankful for the new members, Children Family Services, um, also coming on board to help. Um, it takes a village right. and we're very thankful for them to participate. Okay. Um, how important is it uh, to hear personal stories from those brave enough to share them uh, during this event? Well, I think there's a twofold purpose. One is we want people who are struggling, mm -hmm. who are having difficulty in their lives, or maybe just have struggled in the past, mm -hmm. to know that we're there for them. Mm -hmm. And that there are resources that are available to them, as Cher was talking about. And so to just receive that support and to know this community, uh, Knox County community, is supporting them. But we also want to provide support for survivors, mm -hmm. for people who've lost somebody. Mm -hmm. And want to let them know that we love them and care about them and that we also have resources that are available to them. Mm -hmm. So I think those, those are the two big pushes that we hope to accomplish. I know for so long, you know, it was taboo to talk about mental health and, and suicide. Um, even though it's prevalent and it affects so many. I think that seems to be shifting, you know, as of recent. Um, I feel like we are making headway to, to get, especially our youth, to be more comfortable with talking about mental health. Do you feel that's the case and events like this help spread, spread that awareness and, and make people more comfortable in talking about mental health? I agree, I think so. Um, I have some younger kiddos in my life again, and um, what I love about them is their strength to talk about their feelings um, and their awareness of their feelings. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, working with Samaritan Center over these last two years, 
um, I've worked really hard to help end that stigma for mental health. Um, like you said, it's always been taboo. Mm -hmm. um, men can't cry, you know, those kind of things. And we want to make sure everybody understands everybody has emotions and it's okay to show them and it's okay to not be okay. So many families of different um, stature throughout the community all struggle with the same things. We're all the same families going through the same things. So um, there's lots of support outside of your family, outside of your church family, your work family. There are so many different places that you can go and get help um, and not feel ashamed for asking for help. It's okay to not be okay. Um, you know, I try to, to include those kind of hashtags and all that we do through our social media, through the hospital and Samaritan Center. Um, so it's kind of rolls mm -hmm. off my tongue all the time. Right. And, um, but it's, it's true. We need, we need to let everybody know it's okay to express their feelings and find a way to work through those. Absolutely. Um, if somebody might be tuning in um, and, and realize that maybe they need to reach out for help, what would be step one for them here locally? For, for us through the Samaritan Center, they can call 812-886-6800. Um, it's answered 24 hours a day. We do have different intake opportunities available. Some, um, depending on your need, could be a walk-in service. Um, we do have several new opportunities to get in youth and adults. Um, they can also check out information on our website, which it's new and updated. Mm -hmm. It is SamaritanCenterGSH.org. Um, that also has all of our resources available as well. Um, that's just one step. Of course, there's the new national hotline, the 988, mm -hmm. the three-digit number, where it's also staffed 24 hours a day. There's a live person on the line that can help you through those moments and then help you find local resources as well. Mm -hmm. And then, of course... I would encourage the 988, but in, and then if we have a student mm -hmm. here at Vincent University, then they can call our counseling center or go online to our website, um, but 812-888-4374. Or if anybody wants more information on how to access mental health services more generally, they can call um, our mental health hotline um, through uh, Mental Health America, 812-895-1007. Okay, that's all great information. Um, of course, we, we're inviting the public, encouraging the public to participate in this event, uh, the walk in September. It is on September 17th, um, and registration is going on until when? Well, you could probably register to walk up until the day of the walk, because okay. it's completely free. If you want a t-shirt, though, yes. we ask that you um, register by August the 31st in order to be able to get a t-shirt. Okay, mm -hmm. so August 31st, if you want a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves t-shirts when they are right? involved in events, and then it's great to wear it and to represent that um, throughout you know, daily life. Sure. Um, so what would you say to someone who is trying to decide whether they want to come to this event or not, um, whether you know, they feel like mental health or suicide has affected them or not? What, what could they get out of just be, becoming a, a part of this event? Well, if they're hesitant, I would encourage them to come to mm -hmm. just check us out. I mean, what do you have to lose? One of the things that I want to comment on is that that's, you get to see that there's such a wide range of people who believe in this cause mm -hmm. as well as been affected by this mm -hmm. and you feel like you're not alone yes. or that maybe it's the first time that you can say, oh, now I can provide this help to a family member or a friend who I didn't know what to say to them right. or I didn't mm -hmm. know how to support them or help them. 
And so this is a great chance to be able to come out and learn how to do that. We'll have information, brochures, all sorts of things to be able to, to reach those people and to help them to know what to do. And in the event that there may be rain or something that day, you do have a backup plan of going indoors, correct? Right. We do. We're <laughs> right across the street from the track. We have an indoor track. Right. And so we can just mm -hmm. move right over to the indoor track um, at, um, on VU's campus. So it's literally inside right the recreation the center. In the rec mm -hmm. center. So it's, it, to me, it was a perfect match that way, too, for, uh, for if there's rain because. Yeah, but there won't be. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> but we will hope. We I think we've had enough rain in uh, July and August to last us a while. We hope it's a little cooler than it was last year. That's right. That's, okay. That's right. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us today and sharing uh, the news about uh, the suicide prevention walk in September. Well, if you are interested in registering for the walk, we have a link to the registration page on our website, VincentsPBS.org. And now for our final focus. As we have discussed a few weeks ago, the Knox County Watermelon Festival is an event for all ages. And as you're about to see, the 2022 Watermelon Fest did not disappoint. Take a look. I just want to welcome you all again to the 2022 Watermelon Festival. I'm in love. done this for over 20 years and we're excited to be able to present this to our community. It's kind of that end of summer bash for everyone. Oh! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> What a great weekend for the Watermelon Festival. And that's all for this episode of First City Focus. For everyone here at Vincent's PBS, I'm Nicole Carey. We'll see you again next week. First City Focus is supported in part by Good Samaritan, a regional health care center offering a variety of services from primary care to same-day joint replacement surgery and more. Good Samaritan, online at gshvin.org.
Duke Energy, powering the lives of its customers and communities. Online at DukeEnergy.com. And by Vincent's PBS members. Thank you.